the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a lot going on surrounding the coronavirus, and, and while we should be cautious and use wisdom, we must fight against living in fear. In times of crisis, you know, stress can wreak havoc in our minds and bodies if we let it. Don't get me wrong, fear is a natural emotion, but through God's Word, we have power to overcome it. 1 Peter 5 and 7 teaches us to give all our worries and cares to Him because He cares for us. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 reminds us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to control your situation, but in times like this, we look to what God has put in us to overcome what's around us. And I want to encourage you to build your faith and find peace in God's Word. Go to gracechurchva.org to listen to my latest series titled, No Fear. Also, get a copy of me reading all of the healing scriptures in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation as a free download. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we will get through this together. We are excited to announce the Live Big television broadcast is back on BET on Sundays at 7 a.m. There are a few other changes, so visit DerekGreer.com to view the full broadcast schedule and much more. You were made to think big, do big, big. But tomorrow can be bigger Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah Live a life bigger than yourself You're created for greatness Live a life bigger than yourself Hello, welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We are so glad that you joined us today. We believe that the truth of God's Word will empower you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. As always, you can get this message and more at gracechurchva.org. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's Live Big message. Knowing all the things that will come upon him. How many of y'all might have wanted to back up? He still stepped forward. And on top of that, he knew everyone wasn't going to accept his sacrifice. He knew he'd be mocked and ridiculed by those he, he came to save, but he still came what? Forward. See, here's the problem with love. We can love whoever we want, but so can those we love. And God is free to love you, but you're free to choose whether or not you love him back. He went forward fully cognizant, and said to them, looking at the soldiers and all their weapons, like, whom are you seeking? Because in his mind, he's thinking, it can't be me. Did I ever run from a conflict? Why y'all got all these searchlights? Like I'm trying to hide from somebody. Wasn't I daily in the marketplace? I mean, I mean come on, come on, why are you treating me this way? I never harmed anyone. I never injured anyone. I never threatened anyone all my life. But you come after me with swords and spears. But insecure and threatened people tend to over 
react? And they answered him because he was quizzical. He's like, hey, what's this? What's this? He said, well, we're here for Jesus of Nazareth. Now, Judas had already identified him by betraying him with a what? Kiss. But you're learning something about Jesus right here. He wasn't going to let anyone other than himself take responsibility for his death. Jesus always owned his own stuff. And unless you take responsibility for your life, someone else rules your life. Jesus did not go to the cross because he couldn't control his men. He didn't go to the cross because finally, you know, the the chief priest got a leg up on him. No, 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 no. This was his choosing, and he wanted to own his moment. When they came to him, Jesus responds, and in the the, the Greek is ego amai. And ego amai in the Septuagint, which translated to Hebrew from Exodus, was the name that God called himself when he spoke to Moses from the bush. When Moses said, who shall I say sent me? God said, listen, I really don't have words on earth to completely describe who I am. I just am that I am. So if you're looking at your Bible, I want you to notice that he said, I am, and the he is in italics. The italics means that The he was inserted by the translator at their discretion, meaning it wasn't originally there. So his response was, I am. And you gotta gotta be here for this moment. Jesus looked 600 plus men, I don't know how many religious police there were, it could have been a thousand, but I don't know. Angry men in the face, knowing the penalty for the statement. And still declared, I am that I am. I am the great I am. If anyone was convinced of who they were, it was Jesus. People may not have liked him. People may have disagreed with him. But he was like, I am who I am, and your approval is just not needed. They're always trying to prove to other folk who we are. Jesus wasn't that way. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. I'd like to hate Judas more. The problem is I'd have to hate myself. Am I the only one who's ever shown affection for Jesus? But when push came to shove, chose the devil, chose yourself, chose old paradigms. See, we all fall. We, we will all fail, but, but failing is, is not final unless we decide not to get back up. Judas, though, didn't have the humility to get up and try again. He killed himself. You see, suicide is the only mistake you won't live to regret. Now, when he said to him, I am, now notice... It's the next verse that he is ins- inserted again. They immediately drew back and fell to the ground. When he said who he was, despite what the chief priest was accusing him of, 
When you can say who you are despite of what the devil is saying about you, your friends may be, I am the beloved of God. I, I, I have been chosen. I have been bought with a price. When he did it, immediately heaven applauded. And the power of the Holy Spirit just, just came down on the mountain so hard that 600-plus men, well-trained soldiers, lay, fell down on the mountain. Now, this, by the way, the, the language here is not a little light fall. They were knocked on their backs with swords in their hands, shaking under the power of God. And what I want to say to you today is no power could arrest Jesus. Unless he let them. Verse 7. Then he asked them again. My guess is this is after they got up off the ground. I'm not sure. But Jesus was like, let's do this again, guys. Yes, same question. Whom are you seeking? See, people think that, you know, Automatically witnessing a miracle will change a person's heart and make them believe. But Jesus, sorry, Judas saw every miracle that Judas, Jesus ever performed. His heart wasn't changed. Why? Because we don't see things through our eyes. We see them through our hearts. So even the most beautiful thing can become twisted. A person has the wrong lens. And they said, they, they said it again. Jesus of Nazareth. Now, we call him Jesus in English, but that was not the name they used. Actually, in Aramaic, it's Yeshua. And Yeshua is actually translated in English, Joshua. And the name was a very common name. So one of the ways you designated people is by stating where they were, what, what were from. He wasn't just Joshua or Yeshua. He was the, the, the Yahshua from Nazareth. So here, now, now the, the, the term Nazareth that's used here was supposed to be, a, you know, an insult because Nazareth wasn't a celebrated place. How, how many of y'all not from the most best places on the earth? It's okay. Good. So, you know, Jesus was like, well, uh, not just Jenny, but, but Jenny from the Bronx. <laughs> not just Eze, but Eze from Compton. Not just T.I., but T.I. from A.T.L. Or not just Derek, but Derek from Strong Island. I don't, I don't make the list. I don't, I don't make the list. Okay. Okay, I don't make the list. But Jesus answered, I told you that I am. Now, these guys, this time, a little bit hesitant. They've just been knocked down by the power of God. So what Jesus does is amazing. He actually provokes them. He's like, I told you who I am. If you're feeling froggy, then leap. But watch this. He was the good shepherd until the very end. He said, therefore, if you seek me, let these, my disciples, go their way. 
Now, he was the one that was about to be brutally tortured, yet he was more concerned for those he'd leave behind than even himself. And verse 9 said, this happened that the saying might be fulfilled which he spoke, of those whom you gave me, I have lost what? None. Jesus is a, a, a no man left behind savior. If you want to be kept by Jesus, he can keep you. Then Simon Peter, having a sword. Now, the sword mentioned here was a sword used for stabbing and not for cutting. But what I want to say here is Peter was a fisherman. We all know that. And he filleted and cut fish all his life. And, of course, you know, they'd even throw, you know, they'd be done with the knife. They'd throw it and stick it to a piece of wood. He was good with a knife. Every day of his life, he used the knife clean fifth fish but the bible says he drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear how many people in this room get mad at somebody like i'm gonna cut off your ear (laughs) no no peter was trying to stab the guy in the throat but somehow this guy made an evasive move and he got the ear instead and the Bible goes on to name the servant, and you know the scriptures were written while these individuals were still alive, and you certainly would not name the servant of the high priest, lest it was true if you go write a story about what happened. And the servant's name was Malchus, and as we already read, he was a servant of the high priest, meaning he was the personal servant to the most religious, the most powerful religious man in all Jerusalem. In fact, some scholars go as far as, as saying that this, this man kind of acted as the press secretary. He, he was the guy that publicly spoke for the high priest, and that's why he was with the soldiers, because he was the, the, the personal representative of the priest. So whenever the high priest had a smear, had something ugly to say about Jesus, he probably said it through this man because, you know, he's too high to mess in the mud with, with this rabble. So he would say it. Through someone. He started rumors through this, this priest. So, so Peter probably wanted to cut this guy's head off for a long, long time. But here's the deal it doesn't require strength to hold a grudge, it requires strength to let one go. Then Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his what? And these details are just too exact not to be true. But what I want you to see here is here we have the leading disciple, a man that is actually called an apostle, the guy that that, that would become the leader of the entire Jesus movement, hurt somebody. See, I don't care how close you are to Jesus. I don't care if you apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher. People hurt people because that's what we do. Even the best of us are at best still human and in need of mercy to survive. A marriage cannot survive without mercy and kindness. And the moment you stop forgiving is the moment it's over. A lot of folks experiencing church hurt because someone in the church hurt them. 
But I, you know, I look back sometimes, and, and I'm not trying to be rude, but with a quizzical face, what? Wait, 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 wait. That's like saying, I went to the hospital, place full of all the diseases, and I got cut. Forgiveness, even with church, is not about keeping score. It's about God helping us lose count. If people in the church never do anything wrong, how are you going to learn how to forgive? Why are you surprised that there's some people do stuff? It's the nature of people. But what's interesting is we'll go back to work, though they do stuff. We'll go back to the bank, the same store, they did stuff. But when it comes to the people of God, Somehow it's supposed to be heaven. Let me tell you something. I've been passing too long. Sometimes a little bit more like hell. Why? Because this is where the battle is. This is where the battle rages. And wherever you got hurt people, they're going to hurt people. So don't be surprised if stuff happens. Because when it happens, it's taking your measure. That thing happened to see if you're for real. To see if you really want to do this Jesus thing. To see if you really finally stop keeping score. If you really decide that the world don't revolve around you, and it's something bigger than, than, than just you. It's about a mission. It's about a call. It's about a community. It's about a cause. If I had a nickel for every time somebody offended me in church, I'd be a millionaire. I'm, I'm going on a side journey. But when I got saved in college, the very man that, that, that I walked up to the altar to receive Jesus from turned around and called me a devil. We kind of like the same girl, okay? The fact is, it probably was true. But God, by his grace, started me off right. Like, Derek, if you, if you ain't really to deal with some stuff and, and deal with some people and get past some stuff, you ain't never going to make it. So, so I'm going to start you off with the very guy who, who you answered at that altar to. He's he going to call you something. He's going to say some things about you. And, boy, I'm going to watch you get over it. I'm going to help you. Why? Because people mess. People are a mess. Doctor, pro- people are a mess. People do stuff. And Peter, again, the man that preached 3,000 saved in the book of Acts, cut off his what? Right ear. Why did he do it? Because he felt Jesus wasn't handling the situation right. He's like, Jesus, I ain't going out like that. Santa didn't let them take you like that. So Peter said, you know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands. How many of you remember when Moses took matters into his own hands? Killed the Egyptian and then had to spend 40 years on the backside of the desert. Remember when Rebecca encouraged uh, 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 Jacob to take matters in, into his own hands? And he put some skin on his arms to be hairy like his brother Esau, tricked his blind daddy. His blind daddy blessed him. And then afterwards, he had to spend at least 14 years running from Esau. 
You see, my Bible says this. They that wait. They that wait upon the Lord. Shall renew their strength. Run not grow weary walking in our faith. Now the issue is everything I messed up in my life because I, I got tired. I said, Lord, I'm going to handle this. But I, your ways, Lord, listen. I know how to handle my business. Every mistake I ever made, Peter was the same way. So Jesus looks at Peter. I don't know if his eyes rolled. I don't know what happened. But he looked at Peter. He probably breathed in for a second. But the Bible doesn't say that, that Jesus looked at him and said, well, well, you know, Peter, I'm through with you. Jesus, you embarrassed me in the whole Jesus and church movement. I'm done. After all these years, you, you still going to do something not backwards. I rip you from your apostleship. I kick you out of the church. As far as Jesus is concerned, there's no such thing as throwaway people. So before you throw away that friend, before you throw away that loved one, all because you discovered that they were human, keep in mind, God has never thrown you away because you're human. You get close enough to anything, you start to see its blemishes. Stay married long enough, and, and let me tell you something, the music will stop playing. Parent, for just more than a, a couple weeks, the, the, believe me, the baby will do something. And then the thing is, the baby keeps growing and growing in your house, doing more and more stuff. And then they got the nerve on top of all the stuff they already did. They have the nerve to become teenagers. To do everything you train them not to never do. Forgive me for my grammar, but you know what I'm talking about. But that's what people do. I'm getting a little long-winded and I want to finish up, but uh, parents... Do not wait till your children become 18 years old to give them freedom. Let them make mistakes in your house when they can still come home to you, can still be covered and protected by you, where you're still with, 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 within uh, earshot and, and they, they, they can still ask your questions. They're not off on the other side of the country. They're, they're not off in the middle. Give them enough liberty that they can make mistakes. I'm going to say, well, I don't want to do it because my child going to do what you put in that child. Right, right, yes. And do you think by, by, by just controlling and dominating that child that they're going to keep them from stuff? No, as soon as they get out, everything they want to do, they're going to do. So you may disagree, but as I raise my children, by the way, I raise normal children. I didn't raise little bishops. My children have never pastored a church. They do dumb kid things, just like every other child. And I had to give them enough latitude, enough room to make some mistakes. You're not the only one that had the police knock on your door. 
In fact, I had the police knock on my door with church members in my house. The boys are saying, shh, dash. The point is, by the time they went away to college, freedom was not a strange thing. They'd already learned how to manage it. So when everyone else is going buck wild, they're like, well, I've been there, done that. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Derek Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermitu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Hello, radio family. This is Dr. Derek Greer. Due to the COVID crisis, our already crazy schedules have shot through the roof. But in particular, please pray for pastors and church staffs as we navigate through this incredibly difficult season. You know, our government has pledged to graciously support many businesses in this crisis, but churches are are largely on our own. And if we don't support God's voice in our communities, no one else will. So don't forget your local church. Lastly, I want to remind you that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you, and my Bible says he will keep you as the apple of his eye. There's nothing ahead of you that's bigger than the God that lives on the inside of you. In times like these, it's really vital that we keep our hearts full of God's Word. So if you want to hear faith-filled messages or get a copy of me reading through all the healing scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, go to gracechurchva.org for free downloads. I love you, and our only goal is to help keep you strong. God bless you.